Are you ready? A Shot of Wrestling. Episode 167. And away we go. Wait, you get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. I'm a moan breaker. Rick Flair, it's a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 167 of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host, at Michael J. Putty. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for tuning in. This is the point of the show where I usually tell you we got a great show for you tonight. You know, this week, I can't say that. My best friend in the world, Mark Schwann, is not here. My other best friend, Pete Rosado, is not here. Both men are preoccupied. Mark Schwann still has some wedding stuff he has to do, surprisingly. I mean, how much wedding stuff does one man got to do? We are under four weeks till his wedding, so I guess it's crunch time for him. Pete Rosado's got a lot of other stuff going on. He wanted to be here, so uh, if you want to hear Pete Rosado on the show, stay tuned. It's coming up. And it seems like everybody else is at Impact. Impact was at the Melrose Ballroom in Astoria, New York. Long Island City, mm, same thing. To tape their Impact tapings. Thought about going. I wanted to go. You know me, I'm a big Impact mark. Love Impact. But since they moved to Friday nights on the Pursuit Channel slash Twitch, I haven't watched it. I don't know what's going on. So I figured why waste my money going to a show I don't know what's going on about and schlep to Astoria, pay money for drinks, yada, yada, yada. Let me just come to the studio and record the show like a faithful podcast host that I am. But it turns out everybody else I know is at Impact. But where were these people when I was watching Impact? When I was watching Impact, I was a huge fan of Impact. I had nobody to talk to Impact with. Or I was at Impact tapings. Where were these people when I wanted to talk about Impact? Oh, whatever. Impact. New York City. I'm assuming those shows are going to be great. So if you had tickets, if you're there for either one night or two nights, you want to give us a quick recap before the show airs, dial it up 619-343-3005 and let us know what happened. It's been a while since I've done a show by myself, so it's weird. I have nobody to feed off of, but it's just like riding a bike. So let's get right into it. Let's start the show. Like we always start the show with this week's wrestling replay. The Super Showdown, June 7th, 2019, from the King Abdullah International Stadium in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. If you want to watch the show, you haven't watched it yet, spoiler alert, fast forward for the next three minutes. Wait a minute. Did I just say three minutes? Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin to retain the Universal Championship in 11 minutes, 15 seconds. He prevented Brock Lesnar from cashing in after the match. Finn Balor defeated Andrade to retain the Intercontinental Championship in 11 minutes, 35 seconds. Shane McMahon defeated Roman Reigns in 9 minutes, 15 seconds. Lars Sullivan defeated Lucha House Party in 5 minutes, 15 seconds. In a match that went 5 minutes longer than I thought it would. Randy Orton defeated Triple H in 25 minutes, 45 seconds. Braun Strowman defeated Bobby Lashley in 8 minutes, 20 seconds. Kofi Kingston defeated Dolph Ziggler to retain the WWE Championship in 10 minutes, 15 seconds. Mansoor won the 50-man battle royal. And in your main event, The Undertaker defeated Goldberg in 9 minutes, 35 seconds. Did anybody watch the show live? Let us know. Inbox at ShotWrestling.com. On paper, it didn't sound like a bad card. I heard the show sucked. According to a report from both Slice Wrestling and Brad Shepard, Bill Goldberg and The Undertaker got into a heated shouting match in Gorilla after that match. The reason was due to The Undertaker being upset with the outcome and overall performance of Goldberg in that match. Like I said, I was at work, did not take the day off like an adult to watch this pay-per-view. My boss is on vacation for the next two weeks, so she decided to bow out early. 
So I kicked back, put my feet on my desk, and watched the Kofi Kingston Dolph Ziggler match. That was good. Didn't meet my expectations. I mean, I had too much of a high hopes, but it wasn't a bad match. It was a good match. I enjoyed it. But when I got home, I heard such bad things about this Undertaker Goldberg match. I fast forward everything. Even though I wanted to watch the Triple H Randy Orton match, I went straight through this Goldberg Undertaker match, and yeah, man, wow, that sucked. But who's to blame here? Is it both men to blame equally? I'm not an in-ring performer. Maybe man, Eric Jaden or AC Andrews can fill me in on this, but it seemed like it was Goldberg was just too exhausted. The ring rust showed. But then again, Undertaker has ring rust as well. So whose fault is it here? Was it both men equally? Don't know what happened. But yeah, that was a cluster, man. That was a big cluster. Such hype around this match. Your main event of your show that you're calling bigger than WrestleMania is Undertaker Goldberg, which is why it's a championship match, first of all. One, that's just my own personal thing. Why is this the main event? But I get it. Whatever. WWE is not booking this pay-per-view. The Prince, King, whatever who it is in charge over there is booking this as evident by Mansoor winning the Battle Royal. He was that recruit that was on the Greatest Royal Rumble last year. And how uh, convenient in Saudi Arabia, his homeland, he wins the biggest Battle Royal of all time. What does he win? Ring. Uh, what is nothing? Yeah. Even James Hauser could get that question right. Oh, Jeopardy reference. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but yeah, like, like I said, this pay-per-view looked good on paper, but I heard nothing but negativity about this pay-per-view. I guess we find out. Goldberg came out during his entrance, and you see he had a gash on his head. Remember this happened one time on Raw, too. He banged his head against the door, and he came out with this huge gash on his forehead. This time we didn't see him banging his head on the door, but we see him, nor did we see him with a gash when he was leaving the locker room, if I remember correctly. But when he was walking down the ramp, you see he had a cut on his forehead. So I guess instead of blading, he's pre-blading? I don't, I don't know what you're call it. But that's when blood came, and apparently he took to Twitter to say he knocked himself out. Saying, and I quote, I knocked myself out tonight. Thought I could finish. Love my fans, but I let you down. Everyone else that found pleasure, hope you're happy. Like, who found pleasure in that match? Everyone wanted to watch an epic match of these two icons of their generation, i.e. the late 90s, 20 years ago. Match 20 years in the making. Do you guys want to see a rematch of this? Maybe a second chance, a do-over? That's what I was thinking. Like This match was not good. Goldberg nearly paralyzed The Undertaker, and vice versa. And you end with a choke slam. You see The Undertaker was pissed off. That match wasn't ending with a choke slam. Like, who made the call to end it there? That's what I want to know. It's curious. We'll find out. We'll let you know. But that was Super Showdown 2019. Let us know your thoughts. Dial up 619-343-3005 or inbox at showwrestling.com. But moving on, last weekend, June 1st, Bronx Wrestling Federation BWF presented Fight the Power. Your boy at Michael J. Party and my broadcast colleague Mark Schwann were ringside to call all the action with special guest Doc Diamond Fire. Three-man booth. My first time doing a three-man booth commentary, but went pretty well. What a great show that was, man. Great show top to bottom, except the ending. It was your awesome. Going against my boys over at BX Strong, Ace Andrews, and Big Cuzzo. Both teams were delivering, giving it their best, and the banned and suspended Satsushin squad came in and started beating up the whole roster, ruined the show. And, of course, my quote-unquote broadcast colleague, Mark Schwann, yet again left commentary. This is our third show at BWF. This is the third time he left commentary. <sighs> That's all I got to say about that. But during the show, we lost power. So I'm assuming the guy I get the audio to will clean this up, make it seem flawless. But our loyal listeners, I want to give you the inside, behind-the-scenes clip. This is what happened at BWF. When I'm... I forgot who it was, ran into the barricade, knocking our power source out of the outlet. This is what happened. Oh! Uh -oh. Right between Black the...
So much chaos going on. We lost power there for a second. Are, are we on? Nice save of Mark Schwann as I was plugging it back in. Well done. But notice I didn't spoil anything. So make sure you check out any BWF social media platforms to find out what happened. As commented by your boy at Monkey Party Mark Schwann and Doc Diamondfire. Like I said, it was a great show overall. Can't wait to the next show, July 6th, Summerfest, a show your boy here named. I'm two for two on namings. Named Red, White, and Brews at BCW last year. Named Summerfest. So if you need a pay-per-view named, hit me up at my party. I'll, I'll help you out for a small fee. But yeah, looking forward to July 6th. And of course, on August 3rd, BWF presents Escape from New York. A one-night tag team tournament. An interbrand tag team tournament. There'll be tag teams from different promotions and some teams throughout the country vying for this tournament. So July 6th and August 3rd, check out BWF. Both shows you do not want to miss. I'll be there ringside, the best seat in the house, watching this nonstop action. Definitely check out BWF. But moving on from there, the last week, all my shows were off. Season's over. The late night talk shows are off. So I had some time to catch up on my DVR. Finally, got it down to like 60%. There's still a lot of shit on there I have no interest in watching right now, including the Rick Flair 30 for 30 and the Andre the Giant HBO documentary, both of which I might check out this weekend. But it was Thursday night. I was bored. Not in the mood to watch anything, so I checked out that WB24 on the year of Ronda Rousey. You know, not too bad. I wanted to check out the uh, 24 on Becky Lynch. Did not know there was one on her. So I saw the ad on the network, but I ended up watching the Ronda Rousey's one instead. What a year she did have, man. That was It was well done. Definitely check it out. The year of Ronda Rousey, WB24. I don't understand why they don't call it 24-7 anymore, but whatever. Oh, they did, they did cut out a lot. It's only like 45 minutes, 43 minutes. Is your debut at the Rumble, leading up to her WrestleMania debut in New Orleans. Then it goes to Money in the Bank. Fast forward to SummerSlam. Then it goes to WrestleMania. So there's a big gap that they're missing. But I guess in those gaps, nothing really happened about Ronda Rousey. But yeah, the W24s are pretty awesome. And I'll definitely uh, we'll have more time now. Definitely check out more of them. Especially the WrestleMania ones. I love those WrestleMania ones. So definitely check out. The network, W24. I think me and Mark talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's so much content on the network that we don't watch. If you are an avid network watcher, tell us what else we should be watching. Inbox at shutterwrestling.com, at Party or dial up 619-343-3005. I think during the summer, I might want to get more into the network because I'm missing out so much. So let me know what I'm missing. Now to our deep, loyal, really hardcore loyal listeners. If you guys remember when I do a show solo... This is the point of the show where I throw it downstairs to our loyal, neighborhood-friendly Mike the Bartender to give us a wrestling shot or wrestling drink themed. But unfortunately, he's on vacation this week. Mike the Bartender is in the Bahamas. So no Mike the Bartender this week. So hopefully we'll get him back on the show sometime soon. He's a big fan of Mark. He loves Mark. He loves Pete. I think he likes, that go- I think he likes those guys more than me now. So, uh, huh. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Speaking of the bartending, my drink's empty. So I'm quickly going to refill my drink. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to play you guys a song. The song that really started our relationship with Andrew Savage, Patty Ack, the gentleman who does our theme song. He's been doing it for like, like almost two years now. A coworker of mine who was related to him showed me this video when it dropped. I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Played it on the show a couple times, got a huge reaction out of it. Reached out to him, did an interview, doing our theme songs ever since. So sit back, relax, and listen to 
the history of wrestling. We'll come back to some wrestling news. Yet. Take it away. Uh-huh. It's about that time of the year. Oh. I trim my whole life for this moment. Lights, camera, action. Now you're bringing the opponent as the music hits. Walking through the curtains like I own the place. One thing's for certain, I will put my skills upon display. It's the Macho Man with the elbow drop from the top rope. Slobbernaka and you're just lost with the one, two, three. Smell what I'm cooking. I'm the people's champ. Get a can of ass whooping. So can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Now put two middle fingers up in the air. Cause Stone Cold said so. Can you dig it, sucker? Kick to the shin and a Stone Cold stunner. Hotter than the Summer Slam. Rob Van Dam. Frogs flash like Eddie on top of McMahon. Table ladder shares. Royal Rumble steel cage. Main event at WrestleMania on the biggest stage. I can do it. Yes, I can prove it. Can I get a guest chant? Daniel Bryan movement. Frog is war. This is my home. Paul Barrow Undertaker with the tombstone. Street Breaker F5 Heartbreak Kid singing sweet chin music to Davey Boy Smith. The Bulldog had a British barber that's a beefcake. The Sergeant was slaughtered bit by Jake's sake. The glass breaks today here to Japan. Yokozuna Steamboat Honky Talk Man. Living on the razor's edge like Razor Ramon. I'm a million dollar man and from places unknown is the ultimate warrior. They say I missed the perfect. Like to show off Kane's fighters in the furnace. So no your world and shut your mouth before you hit my bottom. We want tables. Yes, we got them. The Dudley's been my boy since the easy dub days. Yelling out, this is my house like Paige. Michael Hayes, DDT from DDP. It's a diamond cutter. Take a trip to Suplex City. Straight styling. Profiling. Jet flying. Limousine riding. So Rick Flair with it. Can I get a hoo? Or else Papa Shanga going do the voodoo. Quarter D generation X 4999. Can you tell me who's next? You know, I can't forget, man. I got love for divas. The real champs here move over John Cena. It's WrestleMania time. Patty Yak. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty. All right, folks, good news, bad news. Good news is really there's not much in the news this week. There's a very, very slow news week. Bad news is there's nobody to feed off of because, like I said, everybody's at Impact. And yet when I wanted to go to Impact tapings back in October, nobody wanted to go with me. The only reason I got people to go with me is because I got free tickets due to my hookup. Because, you know, that's how I roll. I hope Impact's awesome. Looking forward to reports. Because the middle was ballroom. It's, like a, it's a nice venue. Great venue for wrestling, especially. So, I'm assuming they killed it over there as well. So, I look forward to when they come back. Definitely won't miss out on that one. Let's get into some news. Unfortunately, some sad news. All Japan pro wrestling star Atsushi Aoki died following a motorcycle accident in Tokyo. According to the report, the accident occurred at the tunnel of the Capital Expressway of Kitomaru Park 1 in Shayaroku, which is located in Tokyo. The report further states that Aoki was unable to properly turn, which led to the accident. He was later transported to a hospital and pronounced dead. He was 41 years old and was also the head trainer at AJWPW Dojo. So on behalf of everybody here at Shadow Wrestling Week, send our condolences to those closest to him, his friends, his family, and his fans. That sucks. Rest in peace, buddy. You know the news? Talking about a couple weeks ago, Eli Drake left Impact Wrestling. 
Well, now he's on Twitter to officially announce he's a free agent, saying, and I quote, after four years with Impact Wrestling, some ups, some downs, I'd like to thank them for the overall great experience. Through those years, I've had the fortune of carrying three different title belts, having my own talk show, yeah, and was always given the trust to craft my own promos virtually from day one. I wish Impact nothing but continued success and growth going forward today. I am officially a free agent, which opens the floodgates to where do you want to see him go next? We talked about it briefly when this first was announced four, five weeks ago. WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor. I'm assuming AEW here. I don't think he fits the mold of WWE with the scripted promos. I figure from the little that I do know about him, it seems like he's better off the cuff, not unscripted. And I think AEW needs him. They need a name. They need that recognition. They need that charisma. Because AEW has a lot of good names. But charismatic-wise, Eli Drake would definitely boost them up a few notches. So, Eli Drake. My prediction is going to AEW. Unfortunately. Let's move on. Like Another news. Peter Rosenberg revealed on Cheap Heat Radio why he hasn't been on WWTV recently. He said he has been dealing with personal issues, but also said, and I quote, when I came back to the WWE, I was ready to work WrestleMania. Those who made the decisions on those things, Michael Cole, were no longer interested in using me for that. So WrestleMania came to New York, where I've been promoting it for four or five months. Even when I was no longer traveling with them, they said, we don't have a place for you at WrestleMania. They couldn't even squeeze me to that the fuck the uh, watch-along show that has 80 people talking about it. Still don't have room for me there? Don't put me anywhere, okay? This is news, apparently, because, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know he was gone. I really don't watch the pre-shows. I really don't watch the pro-shows anymore. So, uh, I didn't know he was gone. I thought he was I thought he was good at what he did. I thought losing him will be a loss. But, okay, good luck in your future endeavors. Now, the news, Big E joked that he couldn't get fired from the company even if he tried in response to a fan Twitter question. As we've talked about on the show, he's been out for the last like, month or so with injury. But whilst away, he's taking jabs at the current product on Twitter. Now, if you know Michael Jopardi, you know me that I'm a big Seinfeld fan, so that's why I'm talking about it here tonight. Replying to a fan who shared their concern for E's career after tweeting these risque comments and being so vocal against the current product, Big E compared himself to the Seinfeld episode The Millennium, saying, and I quote, It's like that episode of Seinfeld where George purposely gets stains on Babe Ruth's jersey, drags the World Series trophy around the parking lot. I couldn't even get fired if I tried. Great episode. Great reference, Big E. And yeah, that kind of makes sense. Big E and The New Day are a huge part, a huge merchandise sellers. I think there was one point we talked about, they were the number one merchandise seller for a while. And I don't mean to get too political here, but I remember during the campaign, Donald Trump said he can stand on Fifth Avenue here in New York, shoot somebody dead, and get away with it. And if you know anything about politics, that still rings true. The thing with Big E, Big E could do whatever he wants because the E would not let him go. He's too much of an asset to them. They cannot afford to lose Big E. They cannot afford to break up the New Day right now, especially with the uh, unknown up-and-coming AEW. So we'll see what happens. But great reference, Big E. Great reference. In other news, my girl Mickey James took to Instagram this week to announce she has a torn ACL after a match she had last weekend in a house show in Texas. Now, a torn ACL usually means like surgery and a recovery time around like nine months. She noticed she does not have a surgery date as of yet, but she'll keep us updated which means I'll keep you updated. She'll definitely pull through this. She also has a country music career. I have her first album, which is actually not too bad, honestly. I think she's working on her second one if it hasn't been released already. But good luck to her. I'm looking forward to her coming back, hopefully stronger than ever. 
if anybody can, she can. So we'll keep you updated on the progress of Mickey James. And then finally, in other news, John Cena officially joined the cast of the Fast and Furious movies. He will join Fast and Furious 9, according to Deadline.com. Now, apparently there has been some speculation about him joining the franchise ever since Vin Diesel posted a teaser on Instagram back in April with him. Now, as of this recording, there's no word yet on his character, but Deadline.com reports his character will be, quote, quote, badass in the movie. Now, Mark Schwann's not here, but I believe badass is an industry term here. Now, my first thought has been shot down because there's no chance of a Cena versus Rock scene because The Rock will not be a part of this ninth movie. Production begins later this month, and the film is scheduled to hit theaters on May 2020. Under a year, folks, we got 11 months. Now, I have not seen any of these Fast and Furious movies. I kind of feel like I'm the only one. The first one came out. The second one came out. And I think it was the third one that went to, like, Tokyo, like Tokyo Drift. And that's when I kind of felt like it jumped the shark. It gimmick franchise. It's not really anything to write home about. It was just sh- whatever. I'm talking to a friend of mine. I think it was, he said the fifth one. The fifth one is when they started taking the franchise seriously. But yes, yeah, so I haven't seen any of these movies. If The Rock joined the cast, I haven't seen the movie yet. Does John Cena being the cast sway me to start watching these movies? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Depends if I have a date or not. So, uh, I mean, congratulations to John Cena. That's a big franchise to be a part of, so good for him. This past week was the go-home show to Super Showdown for Raw and SmackDown. And I can tell you it fell flat. So uh, let's get right into some chairs and heels. A Shot of Wrestling presents Cheers and Heels. Big props to Shane Fair for our new intros. Another big props to Larry Legend for doing our intros for the last two and a half years. Thought it was time to uh, give us a fresher feel, so big props to our man Shane Fair for doing that for us. So get used to hearing his voice. We'll be hearing it for quite a while here on a shot of wrestling. Getting some raw. I feel like Charlotte Flair and Lizzie Evans, two women who can go in the ring together, don't feel like they have any chemistry. This match didn't really do anything for me. I'll give them another chance. I'm assuming we'll see it many more times. But I don't think they have any chemistry together, so keep an eye out for that. Let me know if I'm wrong. Now, heel because Samoa Joe was just given the U.S. title? Like, that's not how this usually works. When somebody comes in the ring to vacate a title, they don't just give it to the previous owner. Controversy or no controversy. They lay it in the middle of the ring, and there's like a tournament or like a number one contender match for the title. Like, why did Samoa Joe just get this title back? I mean, the biggest hit of every show every week is the Firefly Funhouse. This week felt a little different. But I did like the evil devil Vince character and, of course, Huskis, which everyone, of course, compared to Husky Harris, Green Man's favorite wrestler. Nice little uh, inside joke there. But other than that, maybe besides R-Truth coming out on the table, that was different. That was unexpected. That was funny. Him winning that title underneath the ring, which we didn't see until the next day where they released a YouTube video of it from under the ring. That was cool, I guess. I mean, Raw this week was better than it was the last couple weeks, so that's something to be said for Raw. Talked about last week with Mark, there is no bill to this Randy Orton Triple H match at Super Showdown. I believe it was Mark who said that does it need to be? The promos, their past rivalry speak for themselves. Well, this week we got a face to face in ring interaction with them, finally. And of course, Triple H always delivers in his in ring promos, leading up to a big, big pay per view like this. But then Randy Orton dropped the line where make sure you go to Stephanie's purse and get your balls back, or make sure you get your balls back from Stephanie's purse. 
yeah, it's a good line, but like we've heard it already. I think we've heard this every big few Triple H has. I'm a big fan of both these guys. I guess I was just expecting more for finally the face-to-face face-off, I guess. And I just feel like it kind of fell flat. Still one of the highlights of Raw, though, which isn't saying much. Let's go to SmackDown. You know, I'm going to cheers the uh, the feud between Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I like both these guys. The feud kind of makes sense. Something we don't see in feuds much these days. Both men are great in the ring. Both men have good chemistry together. I'm hoping this feud continues past this Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. I'm hoping Dolph Ziggler sticks around after this feud. But again, it is weird how Kofi Kingston came out. Dolph Ziggler came out to interrupt him. Had a video package ready. But Kofi Kingston had a video package ready as well. And then Dolph Ziggler had a video package ready as well. Kayfabe, why? Like, why do you guys have these video packages ready to go? Like, how do they know? Again, here's the reason why I'm a big, big pro brand split guy here. Shane and his goons beating up on Roman Reigns. I don't need to see the same thing on Raw and SmackDown. The same shit happened. Why am I seeing it two nights in a row? But to accommodate the uh, USA and Fox, Vince came up with this whole wild card rule, which doesn't seem to be in effect at all because everybody's on every show. Which means we're seeing a lot more Roman Reigns and a lot more Shane McMahon. Good friend of mine and the show, Erwin The Voice, Escobar, sent me an article from TheRinger.com about Shane McMahon. Great article, definitely share it with you guys, so make sure you stay tuned to A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook when I share that link, because very interesting why Shane McMahon, the boss's son, is the biggest heel in the company when there's so many heels to work with. And finally for SmackDown, I have Goldberg on Tigger segment. I was wondering your thoughts, but after watching their match, this is moot. Their face-off was awesome, was cool to watch, but their match didn't live up to the hype. Oh yeah, I talked about last week how I took off to watch the greatest Royal Rumble last year, and it was about 12 o'clock. In noontime here in the East Coast, I had to get up, set the alarm, and watch it. They're showing on the air, 101 is a real full temperature in Saudi Arabia. That's way too fucking hot. So when they announced this pay-per-view, their starting time was 2 o'clock, which was 9 o'clock Saudi Arabia time. And the show didn't end until 1 o'clock? So unless they were just lying to us and the show was not live, and they started airing it at 7 o'clock, that's way too late. 1 o'clock in Saudi Arabia to end the pay-per-view? That's the worst than WrestleMania. WrestleMania ended at, what, 1230? Although it started at, what, 1? I know it didn't start at 1. Don't send me hate mail. But like I mentioned at the top of the news, there wasn't really much in the news to talk about this week. And like I just said, there wasn't really much to talk about in Raw or SmackDown this week. There's no interview this week, which means we have some time to kill. There's nobody to play games with since I'm by myself. Although I am looking forward to bringing games back. So I decided to play a throwback clip from way, way back, almost 100 episodes ago. which was like two years ago. Episode 72 of A Shot of Wrestling. That was the week where Usos and The New Day had a rap battle on SmackDown during an epic rivalry. And my then co-host Screaming Man thought it would be funny to challenge me to a rap battle himself. Still one of my highlights of the show. It was a great time, great episode, great moment of the show. And like I said, it was two years ago, so a lot of you guys weren't listening to the show back then. So let's open the vault up to episode 72 to listen to this epic rap battle between me and Green Man. At the end of the rap battle, you hear us fast forward to episode 73, where a couple of beautiful sexy ladies, Erica... And Lady J stopped by the studio, and we let them decide who won this rap battle. Now, behind the scenes story, Green Man wanted to keep Kayfabe alive and say the results were a tie. It wasn't a tie. It wasn't even close. But I'm a team player, so let's keep it Kayfabe. Let's say it was a tie. Let these beautiful ladies decide it live on air, and we'll let you decide if they were right or not. So again, I'm going to play the rap battle for episode 72, and the live results from episode 73, again, almost two years ago. That's crazy. Time flies, folks, when you're having fun. Another warning, this is uncensored. There are some strong language here. So if you like curse words, fast forward maybe three minutes. Wait a minute. Did I just say 
three minutes. Michael J. Putty is time. It's Green Fizzle in the house. And I'm ready to tear it down. Tear you a new one. Here we go. Uh, uh. I'm the Green Man and I'm here to say the show is better without Michael J. Ha. He may have the news and the chatter, but without the Green Man, MJP doesn't matter. I spit the truth and that's for certain. You're just a lonely man who's heading back to being a virgin. That may have cut deep, but it's the deepest you've been. Last time you got laid, you used a thimble just to protect your tip. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Your last day rejected you on Tinder, and that's a fact. <laughs> you posted your profile, and it was dull. The last time you got play, WCW Nitro was live from the mall. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Love it. This guy called Green Man is so damn whack. I should go as vacant hell he is in the sack. This dude's so stupid, ugly, and gay. Bitch couldn't get off watching a lesbian three-way. Remember when you quit this show and tried to make it on your own? It's funny. Without me, you're nothing. Yet I'm better off alone. You went nowhere fast. You thought people would be starstruck? Hopefully you realize now Putty's the man. You're just a dumb fuck. Oh, shit, man. <clears throat> <clears throat> Get a little bass in my voice, son. I'm gonna knock you out. Here we go. Who the hell are you trying to step to me? You're worse than Emelina, who only made it through one episode on TV. Cena, The Miz, they may be great, but fuck Zack Ryder, that dude is fake. I own this shit. It's all mine. Stop trying to rap on the green man's dime. Now it's time to bring this to an end. You're a broke as fuck. And you lay on cartons just to go to bed. Uh. Ooh. Uh, good one. Just shut your mouth and know your role. Your jealousy makes you green. Even you're looking like a troll. Wing rats, boulevard bullies. Are they your new homies? You fit right in. Y'all just a bunch of jabronis. You sit there drinking your cheap ass beer from the bodega? While you should be on your hands and knees thanking me for letting you in the studios of Omega. So do what you do best and cry me a fucking river. Hopelessly lost in this rap battle. Can't even fucking deliver. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. Wow. You're back asking for more. So sit back and relax and make some s'mores. You are on this show because I let it. You heal on Raw one more time, boy. You're going to get it. You rep the Dolphins and the Mets, which means you're blind. It could be the reason you just learned how to fucking drive. Dude, I'm Sasha Banks of this bitch. I'm the boss who's going to give you your fucking pink slip. Michael J. Putty is so deserving <laughs> of this ass beating. Of this ass beating, I'm making you fucking earn it. Now it's time for my final line, so listen up closely. Nigga, I peeked in your drink, so stay thirsty, homie. Oh, easiest way of my life. Backstreet Boys are back. Apparently they were never gone. Yo, check this out. You ever notice when you talk, I start to yawn? For real, though, your raps are nauseating. They're making me very sick. I guess we don't see eye to eye, man, because your head's out my dick. <laughs> Yo, that's it. I'm done with my rhyme. Eminem just gave me a contract. What do I sign? That's all, folks. There ain't no doubt. I'm through representing. Much love. Putty out. Oh, shit. Easy, wow. Easiest one of my life. <laughs> wow. Who won? Who's next? You decide. 
So final thoughts as we're bringing it to a close. Last week on episode 72, we had a rap battle between Michael J. Putty and Green Fizzle. And um, it came down to a tie when we ta- counted all the Texas and the votes. It was a tie. And um, so we need, we need a deciding factor. Yeah, recount. On so so uh, Erica and Lady J are in the house to decide who is the winner of episode 72 shot of wrestling rap battle between michael j putty and green fizzle ladies take it away any thoughts you've you've heard it we've got thoughts (laughs) (laughs) well all right maybe they're not ready to decide who won so let me hear your thoughts we're ready to decide but we have plenty of thoughts so give us your thoughts let's start out with great effort green man (laughs) green fizzle however the concept. You suck. The concept. The That's, That's good. Okay. The content was not there. You're awful. <laughs> Ladies, what are you? What are you doing to me? Okay, so you you might have a flow, you have but flow. it's it's flow for show. Did he? Yeah, but so so does a period. It doesn't oh. make it good. <laughs> Talk about who got lines up in yeah. this bitch. You got a new entrance, huh? Shit. Wow. Look at a couple haters. Now, Michael J. Putty, that's what you go by here, right? Yeah, okay. and everywhere else. So, um, he may not have a rhythm, but he definitely had much better lyrics. Thank you. He had bars. That's right. Oh, bars. That's right. All right, ladies. So, chime in. The winner of episode 72 rap battle is... Hands down. No question about it. Michael, Michael J. J. Putty. Thank you, ladies. I, I swear. Thank you, ladies. You guys forgot who got you drunk here tonight? S'mores. <laughs> yeah, um, you sucked, and, and Michael kicked your ass. Thank you. I did kick your ass. I told him that he didn't believe me. Excuse me. Three times. Oh! <laughs> Again, the result of the beautiful and sexy Erica and Lady J, whose voice you hear when you dial it up, 619-343-3005, unanimously, your boy at Monkey Putty crushed Greedy Man in that epic rap battle. Hence why there hasn't been one since, because he's too scared to face me again. I'm the king here, and uh, maybe Mark wants a shot. Maybe Pete wants a shot. Line up, I will knock you down as well. But enough of me stroking my ego here. Let's get in some go-home thoughts. Like we've been talking about for the last weeks, indie wrestling is abundant everywhere, especially here in the Tri-State area, here in New York. If you're not here in the New York Tri-State area, definitely check out your local indie scene. There's indie wrestling all over the country. Definitely check it out. Every weekend, there's something going on. Definitely check it out. BWF, July 6th, Summerfest. The card is already starting to take shape, especially of that brutal beatdown of the Satsujin squad invading the main event. How will that play out? We'll find out on July 6th from the Bronx, New York. Followed by Escape from New York, the interpromotional one-night tag team tournament to decide who is the best of the best. And that will happen on August 3rd from the Bronx, New York. Tag teams from every promotion here in the Tri-State area and some from other parts of the country will vie for promotion supremacy in Escape from New York. Definitely check it out. But if you can't wait that long for great in-ring wrestling, check out BCW Summer on Smash 3, June 28th, also in the Bronx, New York. Again, we are the official podcast at BCW. So stay tuned for updates on the matches, what's going on for BCW Summer on Smash 3, right here at A Shot of Wrestling. And that's just a brief glimpse of what is happening here in the Tri-State area. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Hell, Google Indie Wrestling in your in your zip code. You'll find Indie Wrestling anywhere, anytime, any weekend. I highly recommend definitely check it out because the guys you pay to see now or hanging out at the bar with now 
could possibly end up on AEW or the WE just a matter of weeks, i.e. Leo Rush, i.e. MJF, Sonny Kiss. list goes on and on, folks. So definitely support your indie wrestling scene. Well, I finally made it to the end. I said it's been a while since I did a show by myself. Just like riding a bike, you find the groove. Next week, we'll have definitely guests here. we got a couple lined up already, so if you somehow manage to hear me drone on and on, next week you have more voices joining us. Can't tell you who just yet, but stay tuned to episode 168. But although Mike's not here, karaoke still is. So let me go downstairs and refill my drink. You know, I've done a Jaeger bomb in a while. Let's do some Jaeger bombs downstairs. Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs. Mainly my friends who were at Impact who didn't tell me they were going to Impact, Jimmy J, maybe Green Man, Nova Gray, Steve, Andrew, Sean. Yeah, calling you guys out. First of all, thanks for getting tickets without even inviting me, by the way. Do I sound better? I don't mean to sound better. Hopefully they enjoy themselves. Because Impact's awesome. Screw AW, Impact's where it's at. But hopefully they will come meet me down at the bar for some karaoke, exchange some stories, stories I'll bring to you next week on episode 168. But until then, party up. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>